So one thing that was, I was in Dallas this morning, and I was meeting with a guy, Samir, and he was talking about how he was on a five-day fast, and he was on day five of it. And I was telling him that, in my experience, fasting, one of the coolest side effects was increased concentration and meditation. And he's like, wow, that's pretty cool. I don't really meditate. I've tried it in the past, but I kind of never really got into it. And I told him, you know, meditation, and he started asking questions because I said, oh, yeah, I teach meditation. You should consider doing it tomorrow morning when you wake up and see how it how it feels. And he's like, you know, what, what apps you use and things like that. And, you know, I started describing to him meditation. I realized that I wanted to to go back to defining what meditation is. And so the meditation that I'm teaching is based on this particular lineage of Tibetan Buddhism, the philosophy. And in, the, in Tibetan, to meditate is called gompa or gom. And gom quite literally means to habituate. And so when we're meditating, we are trying to habituate different thought patterns that we want more of. And so quite literally what we're most, or actually what we are most fundamentally habituating is bringing our attention and our awareness back. And he had mentioned, you know, I meditated a couple times and never got into it. I'm like, well, the practice is when you come back to it. <laughs> you know, if you go long stretches without meditating, but then you come back, that's the muscle. And even when you're sitting down formally on the cushion and your mind inevitably goes somewhere else, the muscle that we're, we're, we're strengthening is bringing it back to the object, whatever we decided to meditate on. And in the meditations that, that I teach, we're, we're bringing our attention back to things that we want more of in our life. And so today we're going to do the teacher meditation. And each one of these mental movements is like strengthening a different muscle in our body. If we go to the gym, we do the bench press for our chest muscles and our arms. We squat for our legs. We do shoulder press for our shoulders. And all these different exercises work different muscles differently. So that way we can have a whole, a wholly strong body. And in this meditation practice, we're trying to strengthen those muscles of gratitude, of generosity, of compassion, of intelligent regret, of cheerfulness, of learning, of humility. And we're doing all these things by actually intentionally moving our mind there. And, you know, at first it can feel kind of contrived, but eventually it's going to get to the point where these movements, you're going to have a moment when you're going about your day, and maybe you already have, because you've come to a lot of these meditations, where you're going about your day and you're going to just naturally want to give something to someone. Or you're going to do something good and you're going to congratulate yourself on the spot. And you're not going to wait until this meditation and these things are going to become part of the natural wiring of your brain. And that's what we're trying to do. And so... Like I said, we're going to do our teacher meditation. We're going to call on someone that we we admire. And we're going to sit down and kind of hang out with them. And I'd encourage you today to try to infuse some silliness into this person. Because I forget where I heard this, but 
if you're studying with some spiritual guru and they're not having fun, you're studying with the wrong person. <laughs> Somebody told me that the other day. It's like the that joy alchemizes these things more than anything else. Like if we can infuse joy with what we're doing and enthusiasm and excitement, then it makes a stronger seed in our brains, which makes sense. If I enjoy doing something, I'm having fun and I'm laughing, I'm more likely to remember it and to enjoy it and that feels good. And so I'd encourage you to add some silliness. Some of the things that I do to add silliness is when I call in my teacher, I imagine them skipping or frolicking. I imagine them singing horribly just to like, I'm here. <laughs> to, or maybe they get there and they start doing somersaults on the beach and there's sand in their hair. Whatever it is, I imagine my teacher doing something to make me laugh and to put me at ease. Something very... Oftentimes, it's something where they kind of make themselves look like a fool or silly. And by doing that, it makes me laugh and puts me a little bit more at ease. So I'd invite you to try to infuse that quality with it today and play with that. All right, so let's find our posture. Let's, let's try to create it like we've never created our posture before. Like we're doing it for the absolute first time. And so first come to the edge of our seat. If you're seated on the cushion, come all the way forward so that way just your butt is supported. And now let's imagine that string pulling up on the crown of our head, just slightly pulling our head up, our spine straight. Let's pull our shoulders up to our ears and roll them down our back. And we do that so that our shoulders are back and our chest is expanded up. Oftentimes if we sit at computers, we're hunched over, we're trying to deliberately expand our chest. Let's rest our hands face down on our thighs or face up with our fingers touching, if that feels good. And then slowly fluttering the eyes closed Noticing what the world looks like behind closed eyes. Is it darkness or are there little flurries of light dancing around? Now tuning into your ears, 
trying to tune in to the sound that is furthest away. Now dropping into the palms of our hands, noticing any sensations there. Now picking up our awareness and placing it on the breath. Wherever you feel it most presently. Now tightening that awareness of the breath to our left nostril. 
and sensing the cool air on the inhale and the warmth of the exhale. Now begin constructing your own personal paradise. A place where you feel safe, at peace, and begin to populate this place using all of your senses. Sensing the temperature of the air Any smells, And in your own time, invite in your teacher, who today has just a tinge of silliness and lightness to them. Maybe they dance before they come and sit in front of you. They have a radiant and infectious smile. And you begin to notice the other qualities that you really appreciate in them. Their joy, 
their humor. And you offer them a gift. Like a little kindergartner giving their mother a flower. And your teacher is so excited to receive this gift. you confide in them something that you could have done better today or this week something that has a little tinge of negativity to it and as you show this to your teacher it instantly feels lighter And they show you how you'll respond to that same situation in the future. Now you, you show them something good that you did. And they are so proud of you. They jump for joy. A stadium erupts, congratulating you and celebrating this goodness that you did. Encouraging you to continue to do it and encouraging you to take joy in doing good things. And you sit in that revelry for a minute longer.
now your teachers calm down and you ask them to teach you is there anything that you can't see and if they could show you that And you ask them to stay. To stay with you throughout your day and your week. And to whisper to you in the moments of temptation and challenge what you need to hear. they stand up facing the same direction as you and they fade off into the horizon becoming a tiny pinprick of light and that light arches up to the crown of your head Trying to really feel the energy there. And allowing that light to sink into your heart. A couple inches behind your sternum. Where they stay. New. You ask for more capacity. You ask for for challenges to come your way. So that way you can grow your spiritual aptitude. And finally, thinking of someone else and dedicating any goodness that you might have found in this meditation to them. When you're ready, coming back to the breath,
coming back to the cool air of the inhale. And the warmth of the exhale. Gently wiggling your fingers and your toes. Rolling your shoulders. Gently opening your eyes. Coming back to the room. Back to your body. I hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you, as always, for practicing. And... Today I wanted to really emphasize feeling good for doing good things. Uh, one of the, the primary components of this philosophy is to take joy in doing good things. It's called joyful effort. And there are six perfections, six qualities that this lineage has identified that you want to build in yourself. And one of the most important is joyful effort. To, to just enjoy what you're doing <laughs> and to be happy about it and to allow that lightness and that enthusiasm and excitement to pervade everything you do, right? Because if you go around helping people and you're bitter, although what you're doing is good, the mentality that you're bringing isn't necessarily helpful. You're going to plant more seeds of being bitter, but if you're able to bring that joyful effort, then you're able to be doing the benign things of your day. And all of a sudden, they're immensely pleasurable. So I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts.